That is lovely. I, you like that? I do like that. You know, I almost feel like if we're at a rave, like people are taking pictures while you're there, right? So it's right. Uh, just kind of fill in. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Bill Vitiello. I'm the Director of Institutional Relationships and Marketing at the Victory Bank in Limerick. Welcome to Chamber Chat, our Facebook Live. How's everybody doing this afternoon? I don't expect you to answer that because this is a one-way conversation, <laughs> at least for right now. They can uh, put it in comments. I was going to say, feel free to drop a comment in there. Uh, That's Drew, right. You're going to have to... Yeah, Drew and Eileen, you have to monitor the uh, comments because I am on my mobile, as they say across the pond. Uh, so, um, yeah, I have not been drinking today, by the way, just to let everybody know. <laughs> Good to <laughs> this know. Is the, this is the normal me. Sorry about that. But anyway, welcome again. To we this love episode. the normal you, Bill. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you, Eileen. I have a, with me, for those who don't know, introduce yourself, Eileen. I am Eileen Dautrick. I am president of the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. Yes, you are. And you are here today with? I am here for my From the President's Desk segment. I am back yes. in my office chair. <laughs> yeah, thanks for visiting last week. Doing yes. a little uh, pop on. I like that. little something different. Uh, we were out of the office, so I didn't want to miss the opportunity to share that we were having an event, uh, give some recognition to those people who came out to participate in that event. So great networking. Absolutely. Yeah. And it looked like uh, everybody was, uh, oh, there's Haley. I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks for answering, Haley. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good to see again that we're just, you know, I think gradually and just making the smart decisions, you know, around uh, gatherings. We obviously want to be safe, but at the same time, need to continue programming for the chamber. So it was good to see those folks who were out there. And, um, Correct. you know, I, en I enjoyed the uh, the selfie thing. You know, you're holding this. Okay. <laughs> I was Very trying cool, my so. best. Not my, uh, not no, my you did all right. Set. You did a man on the street. Like, you know, it was pretty good. You did Thanks. all right. Yeah. We'll have you back. Thank you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Well, today I just want to talk quickly about two upcoming events uh, similar to the networking luncheon we had last week. Uh, we are continuing to offer virtual opportunities for those people who, you know, aren't quite comfortable coming out. Uh, I also like to, you know, encourage people to come to the virtual pieces because you meet everybody in each of the boxes. So still a great opportunity to make connections. That is on uh, this Thursday, the 21st from 10 to 11. Uh, so you can register online and then we will send you the Zoom link. And then very similar to the networking luncheon that we had on Wednesday, we'll be doing a networking breakfast. So we'll be back at New Hanover United Methodist. Uh, that'll be from 8.30 to 10. Breakfast is provided by Brakeman's Cafe. Uh, so we're just, again, looking forward to another opportunity to bring people out and have them connect. So check out the calendar. Register if you'd like to attend. We'd love to have you. Yeah, and to give some folks some, some encouragement for that virtual networking, um, like you said, that's actually pretty easy. You know, you get an opportunity. You have all those, well, you know, quote, squares. Correct. Um, you have an opportunity to introduce yourself, but then you actually get an opportunity to meet everybody yes. who's participating during a normal networking event. That might not necessarily be true. You might Agreed. be somewhat intimidated. Um, by going up to somebody, there might be somebody in groups of four or five where you're like, ah, I don't want to interrupt sort of thing. Um, so it's an opportunity for you to um, introduce yourself to everybody. 
And then it's also uh, Brakeman's Cafe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you an opportunity to follow up afterwards. So even if there's just a very slight common interest or you even had, you know, you wanted to introduce yourself a little bit more to another business or another business owner, um, the virtual is such an easy opportunity and a great opportunity for, for someone who uh, attends. Well, even on Wednesday, it was great. You know, the we had some time and we had a small group. So everybody in that environment also got a chance to introduce themselves. And when they did, you know, as they were done, people were asking each other questions. So it was great. They had an interest in learning more about each other's businesses, what they had to offer. You know, some were industry questions, you know, just in, inquisitive about that person's industry or what's currently going on. Uh, you know, in those industries, some people are experiencing some different things, you know, still as a result of COVID and how is that impacting their daily uh, business activity. So great conversation. That's awesome. Thank you, Eileen. What else do you have from the president's desk? That's it. I am going oh, to well, you're signing sign off today. off today. I have Boyertown Oil and Propane. I will be signing off with their pen. Uh, thank you to Boyertown Oil. They've been a huge sponsor, uh, member for I don't know how many years, uh, quite a few, uh, probably a couple of decades. And uh, they have been one of our MVPs. They were in our first round of MVP partners. So big thank you to them for their ongoing support. So. And they usually have everybody, they usually have somebody at one of the events. So it's Correct. a good opportunity to connect with them. So yeah, yes. so you're signing off. So if there's anybody okay. else who is a member of the chamber uh, <laughs> membership, this is an opportunity for you to get featured on Chamber Chat Live. Eileen will sign off either with your pen or some other tchotchke. Maybe it's a binder clip um, <laughs> that you want to fidget with during the course right. of the day. Or I don't know, I got a bunch of things here. Maybe it's a maybe it's a, uh, a lip balm. Oh, look at that. <laughs> you like that? The only thing that is that's cute. Yeah, can I uh, can I just a uh, sidebar real quick? The only thing that's weird about this thing is that you kind of have to, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I uh, get you. So, I'm so, right so there strange, with you. <laughs> but uh, you know, it is what it is. So, Eileen, thank you so much for joining us today. Greatly appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Bill. For Great put, to see thanks you. For putting, thanks for putting up with me today. That builds this my duck face. <laughs> I won't even I won't even do a duck face for you. <laughs> have a great so, afternoon. Thank you. You too. Well, folks, last week, or uh, yeah, last week and last episode, we had on Matt Green from Glocker Realty. Um, you know, we have back-to-back realtors here today. Um, I think it's important that, again, we we feature uh, folks from the membership who are interested in coming on. But then I also think from a real estate perspective, it's great to get more knowledge, more information for whatever you need it for. So whether you're personally considering or perhaps want some questions answered, um, there's going to be some different information points in this episode that are likely um, or might be different than the last episode. So, uh, Drew, if you wouldn't mind bringing on my guest today, he was a familiar face. There he is. Hey, Bill. I have Greg Herb from Gray, from uh, Herb Real Estate. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks for having me today. You're welcome. I see you're very official with your uh, headset there. Well, I, I follow like the instructions and, uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> we do get that background noise and everything else just makes it a little bit easier, uh, hopefully to listen to and, uh, and to hear. Yeah, it's all good. Well, if, uh, if folks, yeah, I think that voice is familiar, uh, Greg, where can we hear your voice at? 
Well, I, I, I do a lot of various things in the community, but uh, one thing I've been known for is I narrate the Cobrickdale Railroad. For, so for any of our listeners who have not uh, had the opportunity to uh, ride the Cobrickdale Railroad, an exquisite historical train preservation, it's a 501c3, uh, but Boyertown to Potsdam, we have uh, two-hour rides that are absolutely fantastic. And so uh, I get to narrate the rich history of the Corbrookdale and uh, going back from the 1840s to where it is today. And I will promise you that whether you're from the area or not, you're going to find out some really interesting things about the Corbrookdale and uh, why those tracks exist there today and uh, what's been happening with it over the last seven or eight years as they revitalize that rich history, uh, including a documentary that was just filmed, Bill about two months ago. So we had some uh, pandemic funds that were used uh, to uh, create some uh, memorialized history of the of the Corbrookdale, and that'll be part of the educational component. So uh, it's an exciting project, but I, I enjoy doing that, so. And that's awesome. Yeah, I heard about the video being done. I'm excited to see it, um, you know, especially being local. I, you know, I think a finished project would be, uh, would be really good. And we're gonna talk a little bit more about the community in a moment, because you're involved in so many different things. Right. <laughs> um, but for those folks who don't know you, we are just gonna spend a very brief time uh, listening to the history of Herb Real Estate, how you got into it. Uh, and then we're gonna go into some conversation about the community and then also about the current market. So Great. I'll let you uh, tell me where it all started. And I'll, I, I'll be I, very... don't, I, don't even, I don't even know, to be honest. Yeah, it's been so long ago, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> so actually I was a uh, experimental uh, career ed program back in high school and was out into what we basically called a shadow program. And so back in 1970, 879, I actually uh, was approved to go out and shadow a profession. And the idea intent was uh, something to which you wish to further your education and some college courses. And if you wanted to be a nurse and found out you didn't like the sight of blood, uh, perhaps you want to pick a different venue or uh, whether it was an accountant, uh, doctor, uh, whatever profession was out there, you got approved to go out and shadow. So I began shadowing a local real estate office back in 78. And uh, it piqued my interest. So I, I actually started taking college courses during my senior year. So I was able to sit for my state real, real estate exam after graduating. So uh, 42 years later, uh, I'm here with the same passion and uh, love the business as much or more so today as I did back then. Uh, so we're a uh, local commercial, uh, residential, industrial broker. Uh, and our practice is really limited to the leasing and selling, sale of both residential and commercial real estate. I love it. You have been a steward in this community for quite some time. Uh, just now, I'm just gonna throw out a very general question. Where do we stand here? Where is the market? You hear all this conversation about, you know, it's a it's a seller's market and you know, so on and so forth. And navigate us through, where do we, where do we stand here? So actually, Bill, it's a great question because, uh, you know, having our thumb on the pulse of what's happening in the real estate market today, uh, you know, maybe we can separate some rumors and myths to actual facts out there. And having been through those 40 some years and various business cycles, uh, this compares to none other than I have seen and most of that which our listeners may have seen. And so we continue to be in very much of a seller's market uh, based on the pandemic and what transpired. Uh, there was a lot of buildup of anticipated activity that one would expect to see. 
the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania was the last and only state to deem shelter not essential. Uh, so we were not practicing for some period of time. Uh, naturally, as a broker, I anticipated there would be a great uptick in activity uh, post us going back to work. And I thought that would be short-lived over the next several months. And it has continued to snowball uh, in throughout the past year. And it's really driven by a few things. But I think some stats really tell the tale better than me speaking to it, Bill. Um, first and foremost, we're driven by a depleted or under-inventoried market. And like any other economic supply and demand go hand in hand. I'll give you some examples. Uh, we're running about 44% behind a year ago inventory. So however many product, however many properties were on the market a year ago as compared to today, uh, in uh, Montgomery County, for example, we were down about 44%. So that wow. starts to describe the issue. So number one, to your question, we're in a very in under inventoried market caused by several things, not the least of which there's some sellers who say, yes, I would like to downsize or yes, I would like to take that next step up or maybe a lateral move for buying a ranch or whatever the case might be. But without product out there, they're not selling their home. So that has created a demand that we have not seen before. Uh, it has had prices going up double digits over the past year. Uh, and also the median sale prices going up as well. Uh, I can share some examples uh, between Berks, Montgomery and Chester, which I pulled a quick snapshot of the three counties as of Friday the increase in values have been anywhere from 14% to as high as 22% uh, increase over last year. Um, if you look at Chester County, the median sale price last year at this time was $428,000. Uh, today, that's up 7%. Average sale price is at 493, 447, up 10% up from a year ago. And then the interesting part, not of any surprise, is we're seeing the percentage of list price. We track that information. So in a traditional balanced market, when things are in check with supply and demand, uh, we might see the percentage of list price obtained be between anywhere between 95 and 97, 98%. Today, those numbers are 102, 104, 105%. Doesn't take a mathematician to figure out that we're seeing a lot of uh, offer prices over list price in a very competitive market. Um, so, so really the need for a professional and a realtor today is, is, is so much needed to navigate those waters and how to secure a property in today's market, how to maximize your sale price of the existing home you're trying to sell as well. So I, so I'd be interested to know, and I'm probably not putting you on the spot here because you probably know, um, but what does this look like compared to the rest of the country? I mean, we're, we're in a, very unique area here in the Delaware Valley and the Tri-County area. Um, you know, we tend to have a tremendous amount of wealth here, um, you know, and the market seems to be very well right now. Are, are you seeing, are we following a national trend or are we behind or ahead? What's your take on it? I think the key word there is follow. We tend to follow. So what maybe happens on the West Coast moves here and some metropolitan areas move more rural. Um, so we're no different. We're not the rest of the country is not immune from the same things that we're experiencing here. Uh, and so we generally tend to have peaks that aren't quite as high and valleys that aren't quite as low. So even if you take, let's go talk about something we don't want to talk about necessarily is go back to the 08, 09 through 13 market. 
we had a mm -hmm. surplus in inventory market values over that period of time drop uh, as much as 15 and 20 percent we weren't as bad off if you would or as worse as the rest of the country we tend to have less of the highest of the peaks or the lowest of the valleys so what's happening now is being emulated throughout the country there is really no area that that is immune from the current market conditions we're in and I've done some national traveling and some of almost the uh, and speak to a lot of practitioners from across the country uh, in various groups or committees that I'm involved with. And so their issues uh, tend to be the same as what we're looking at today. OK. Uh, how about days on market? How long are houses lasting there? <laughs> I feel like some don't even get to a listing or if they do, it's it's a, hey, we have a showing on Sunday from eight to 12, bring your best and final offer or whatever yeah. the time frame is. Yeah, and we, we see that a lot. We and, and that's starting, there is starting to be a shift, which is a new word we're hearing. It's a shift back towards a normalization. People are worried or panicked about that. I'll address that if we have a few minutes as well. Mm -hmm. um, but days on market, typically you're looking at a an inventory supply. How much inventory do we have on the current absorption rate? How many homes are being pended or put under contract or going to settlement? And we normally have a three or four month supply in the marketplace. And a typical market may have average days on market be between 45 and 60 days. There are periods where that's been above 90, certainly. Um, so we're measuring it by hours. Well, maybe not quite hours, Bill, but we're looking at it over a matter of days. So days on market in Chester County is down 46% over a year ago at 20 days. And that's taking as of the most recent stats uh, we're seeing situations where, of course, they're on the market for two or three days and they're being sold. Um, and, and we certainly, uh, Berks County right now is running a little bit less. They're down about 49.1% from a year ago at 18 days. So that takes some of your more difficult properties that might be on the market uh, for two months. Again, it's an average. So understand it is only that an average. Um, and in certain pockets, we're still seeing homes that are lasting, you know, 72 hours and less than a week. but Hence, with that information put together, you get your average days on market. It's crazy. It's, it's still crazy to me that people are paying over ask without inspections. Um, it, go ahead. <laughs> I know. And we're starting to see a little bit of that return. So that's part of that shift. We're starting to see uh, have flushed out some of those buyers that were highly competitive. Uh, I use one example. We had a, a, a property listed right here in the Tri-County area, modest a $250,000 ranch, or so I'm going to call it a modest, uh, well taken care of home, but you know, a three bedroom, one, one and a half bath, uh, one car garage. Uh, we put it on the market at 250 and the seller thought we were stretching and we convinced our seller allow us a week or so. If we're not successful, let's come back and revisit. We can always make an adjustment. We put the property active and within 24 hours, we shut down showings because in the three days, uh, they had booked 66 appointments half hour apart. So there were 66 showings on this very specific home right here. Wow. It was happened to be in Hanover Township. And uh, by the call for offers, which happened at the end of the 72 hours, we were at 22 signed agreements with deposits from 22 viable buyers. Uh, the price went beyond list price by over $50,000. <laughs> and settlement in 30 days, cash, no test inspections. So we see those things. Um, you know, again, we're seeing a little bit less of that. It's still very competitive in certain pockets and certain price range. There still is an under inventory 
and the inventory is not coming back fast enough where they're where you're going to start seeing a slide the other direction um, but it's starting to move back to being more imbalanced and i would say that's probably going to continue into the first quarter second quarter of 22. so for those people hearing this conversation might say wow now's not a good time to invest here's the alternative rates still are at interest rates are incredibly as you know in the banking industry historic lows uh, by all accounts and by most economists measure by various indexes the bond market those rates are not going to stay here and and you start you're going to start to see a slow shift nothing sudden but you will see a shift in interest rates so the alternative is i can wait and probably still see a, a price increase maybe not at the rapid pace we saw over the past 12 months Almost with certainty, I'm going to pay a higher interest rate. So, you know, if you're prepared and able to start the path towards home ownership or buy that next home, you're better off making a decision sooner rather than later. And we are seeing some new inventory come on the market. So you actually just dovetailed into one of my questions here is if, if somebody is looking for their first home, this obviously has to be a very intimidating, it's first of all, it's an intimidating process. But it's also in a very intimidating market. What would you recommend to those folks who, who might be looking? First and foremost, interview and select a real estate professional. Find a realtor who is going to be hired as part of your team, who is going to be the advocate, and is going to guide you through that process. He or she has been uh, through uh, transactions, uh, has been through navigating the process to home ownership. Uh, that includes bringing in a lender to do a pre-qualification, position your buyer, Make sure you're showing them the right price range. Explain the processes. It can be a very complicated process, and it's very involved with a lot of moving parts, Bill, as you well know. But having a map and having a game plan and having a path forward to figure out how do I go about that process? How do I deal with multiple offer situations? Um, and really taking that one step at a time. So that's why we're here, and I made a comment earlier. I always believe the value of a real estate professional, if it's not us, find somebody who uh, you're comfortable with and build that relationship and that rapport. Hire them to be your advocate. Hire them to be your top gun to go in there and work on your behalf and give you that guidance. There's currently so many different programs out there with uh, government-type sponsored programs, the FHA, VAs, PHFA, USDA. The biggest thing is people have to have and maintain good credit have a job history, and if they can work with a down payment, there are some incredible opportunities. Uh, one thing that we believe is part of the National Association is creating as much opportunity for home ownership. Uh, home ownership makes an impact to a community. It sustains a community. You see less crime. You see better schools. The stats are profound, and they're not opinions. They're facts. And so we have seen a low point for percentage of home ownership over the past few years and so we're really not back to where we feel a balance point is to increase the rate of home ownership so we're all about trying to create opportunities for all people uh, to find homes in, in certain price range and programs that are out there that's great yeah very well said uh, is there anything else you want to offer on the real estate side um, before i ask you about uh, the community the, the, the one thing I will say is the other question I hear a lot uh, and I get, Bill, is so hearing and having said all that, what's the future? So I don't have a crystal ball. I don't use Ouija boards. But what I can tell you is this. People are worried is there's going to be an adjustment 
a bubble that we heard back in previous markets. And I would say pretty profoundly, no, there's not going to be a, bub a bubble and there's not going to be a profound adjustment back into the marketplace. And that happens for a lot of different reasons. So the inventory, again, supply and inventory, unless something happens, you know, with interest rates being spiked, and I think current and past and future administrations realize that's not the answer, that's not going to help, because real estate drives so many other parts of our community. They drive so many other jobs. They, drive, they create commerce. Uh, and, and our legislators recognize the value of a good, healthy real estate uh, economy. Uh, there might be a four or five percent adjustment back into the first or second quarter at best estimates by the best economists out there, but there's no cliff, there's no edge. So people should relax, make informed, intelligent decisions, consult with a professional. See everyone, this is why I encourage you to watch and listen to this show because <laughs> we have subject matter experts who live this every single day. Be noted that if you call the Victory Bank and wanted some recommendations uh, for that as well. So, uh, Greg, you have you're so involved in the community. Uh, we already touched on the Colebrookdale Railroad. What else are you involved with that you'd like to mention? Well, um, I, I, I have certainly have a passion as many of our agents and our staff do here of being a Part of their fabric or their fiber is being involved with the community and committed to our community. Uh, about seven, almost eight years ago, I was one of the founding members and still serve as president of the Foundation for Boyertown Education. Uh, that is a 501c3 that, uh, and Bill, we did a show maybe about a month or two ago uh, on the foundation that uh, by our seventh year, we started out with nothing and had raised that point in time well over a million dollars uh through grant programs that are available and through tax deduction deducted contributions that really helps enrich the lives of our students and uh it's just one of those fantastic things that if you ever want to do something to make you feel good uh selfishly i get so much more out of it than what i think i put into it uh but it's just an amazing amazing organization that has literally touched pre-k to our graduating seniors from our life skill students, the most needy, to having STEM uh, programs, robotics, numerics, uh, and creating opportunities for our students to enhance their uh, learning skills. So it's just a, uh, remains a true passion of mine to, uh, to see what it's able to do with the communities. And that's just not, I happen to be Boyertown, Pottstown, ONJ, uh, and many of the schools around here have their own education foundations. Look into them. Uh, because we can raise the bar on our students and we can raise the opportunities, whether it be vocational to go into the workforce out of school or higher education, that's all okay. Uh, but we can create some great opportunities. So that's one thing I'm very, very committed. And I thank you, Bill, because you and Victory Bank participated in our golf outing, which we have an oh, annual sure. golf outing back on Columbus Day, which was a huge success. Uh, but we really get involved with educational improvement tax credits, some things that's uh, subject for a, a different day, uh, that there's funds that have always been available that we haven't been able to take advantage of. So having that 501c has continued to do that. Uh, I still remain committed to uh, Boy Scouts and the exec board for Hawk Mountain Council. I've been there for uh, 20 some years and uh, involved with things with the chamber, uh, Berksmont Business Association. Uh, I happen to be on a, a, a bank board, which is a community bank, which uh, basically serves community. So uh, that's not my full-time profession, but uh, something I enjoy being involved with and contributing truly back to the community through what we're able to do uh, with that as well. 
So, and at the same time, I'm I'm very committed to our industry. So I've been a past state president, still involved with the board at the, at the Pennsylvania Association of Realtors and uh, heavily involved with some of the community outreach aspects of the National Association. And so uh, that creates some, create some great opportunities uh, over the next year where we're doing some pretty uh, fantastic things. So enjoy that as well. So I guess maybe the easier question would have been, is there anything you are not involved with? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, uh, look, on the behalf of the many folks that you touch in your volunteer endeavors, uh, thank you. You're a steward of the community. You're a steward of the industry. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to share before we uh, break today? I, I appreciate the opportunity to share some thoughts and ideas. Hopefully our readers can take some of the things I said and translate them into what may work best for them. Uh, it's so important to, to work with a professional when buying or selling a piece of real estate. Uh, consult that expert and uh, don't, let, don't be intimidated by that market out there. Uh, there is guidance out there to help you navigate that. Uh, if you're own real estate, it's been a great time. You've done very well. Uh, and I think you'll continue to do well as a very steady investment in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage anyone, again, as you're digesting some of this information, if you have any questions for Greg, please give him a call. I know he personally would take that call and have that conversation with you. So yep. um, that's the kind of person you are. So right. thank you, Bill. It's been a real pleasure. Greg, thank you so much from Herb Real Estate. Thank you for being the guest today. Greatly appreciated. Thank you, Bill. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Chamber Chat Live today. My name is Bill Vitiello. I'm the Director of Institutional Relationships and Marketing at the Victory Bank. And until we connect again, all my best. Bye for now.